0: And now, for the only show that needs no introduction, because we're too cheap to play for intro music. Uh, broadcasting live on the corner of Elm and Orange here in New Haven, you're listening to the Canolian and Kanish Sports Radio Hour on 103.5 FM-LP and online at newhavenindependent.org. I'm Adam Joseph with this week's update. From the hot stove to ice cold, uh, only baseball news this week is that the Red Sox reliever, Brad Ziegler, is taking his talents to South Beach after signing a two-year pact with Miami Marlins. Mets closer, Jerry's Familia, Uh, had his domestic violence charges against him dropped uh, by prosecutors in New Jersey. Commissioner Rob Manfred may still take action. In NBA action, uh, Nikola Vucevic uh, dropped 21 points and grabbed 10 boards to help the Magic top the Brooklyn Nets, 118-111. Serge Ibaka also had a triple-double in the effort. Brooke Lopez scored 22 for the Nets. Knicks are out west to take on the Nuggets in the Mile High City tonight. Also last night, the Boston Celtics beat the Charlotte Hornets 96-88. Of course, sad news from the NBA this week uh, with the passing of broadcaster Craig Sager. Sager will be remembered for his colorful suits and unrelentingly positive attitude. Um, Turning to soccer, after being shut out on Sunday, Tottenham changed formation and rolled over Hull City 3-0 midweek. Uh, They take on Burnley tomorrow at the lane. In college football, senior running back Khalid Abdullah Ran for 180 yards on 23 carries on Friday night as number four James Madison rolled to a 27-17 win over number one North Dakota State.
1: There must have been some celebration in the, in the uh, Joseph Fastball. Oh that point. yeah,
0: oh yeah, pop the pop the cork. We are uh, heading to Frisco. Um, uh, JMU uh, earned its first trip to the uh, FCS national championship since
1: 2004. That's the microphone.
0: No, oh, I like that. I thought you had like the air horn here. Yeah, no. Uh, the Dukes, 13-1, and one, uh, racked up 445 total yards of offense against the Bison, uh, who were 12-2, and two, entered Friday's semifinals, the ninth-ranked defense in the country after surrendering just 310 yards game up to that point. JMU will face the winner of Youngstown State in eastern Washington. Uh, national championship game is January 7th in Frisco, Texas. In an unrelated note, Vin, I need to ask for some time off in early January. Uh, finally, NFL an-
1: national championship games, I think that's a... A, a worthy exception.
0: Go I, ahead. I appreciate that. Um, in NFL action, where, the, where is Frisco, Texas?
1: Just out of curiosity.
0: Um, it's in the Great Lone Star State. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Are
1: they playing this at so a more, high school stadium?
0: No, Frisco. They've got a real stadium down there. Okay,
1: I mean, I, their high school stadiums have thirty thousand people. So, I mean, yeah, I mean,
0: they. Uh, I mean, I think it, it was, was like some McCallum of the high school football in Texas, so, like a listen, sixty million dollar stadium. We've, we've all
1: watched Friday Night Lights. I mean, so the the high school football. I mean, we all know that the best high school football teams in Texas would beat the crap out of UConn, but oh. I mean, it's also probably bigger than their field as well.
0: Yeah. No, they, they it is, it is a religion out there. Um,
1: I don't understand. It's just
0: making noise. We got a, I mean, like a little WD-40 yeah, here. And
1: Paul, Paul needs to like, you know, just spray the microphone here to get a little, di- I'm going to bring it in next week.
0: Probably had, a, he probably Lysol did after last week's show. Yeah. Although I'm, I'm assuming the booze killed everything. Right. So finally, in NFL action. Uh, one week after a big comeback win against the Cowboys, the Giants take on the Detroit Lions. A win in the Giants reach double Huge digits. Game. Big game. Uh, they can all but lock up a wild card spot. Um, the Lions, interestingly, by the way, haven't played a game outdoors since October, uh, and they're coming to MetLife Stadium tomorrow. Uh, now, granted, the, the snow is going to go away, and it's going to be rainy, but
1: and yeah, it's going to be like fifty degrees. Yeah,
0: but I mean, they haven't been outside. It's going to be foul weather. Could be. Uh, could see the ball on the turf a couple times. That'd be nice. Uh, Not by Eli. No, no. I mean, that was a big thing last week. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, the Jets blew their chance at a top three pick coming back uh, to beat the 49ers in overtime. I know. I mean, they can't even lose, right?
1: That that team is cursed.
0: I mean, which quarterback were they going to pass over in the draft this time around? I mean, they, 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 they skipped Dak Prescott. I mean,
1: everybody skipped Dak Prescott.
0: But, I mean, the Jets, who especially were looking at a quarterback in light of the fact that they didn't know what was going to happen with uh, Christian
1: Hackenberg (sighs) in the second round. Yeah. The guy can't even get on the field.
0: No. I mean
1: He's on the practice squad. uh,
0: Bryce Petty is interesting. I mean, you saw what he did in college. He was playing in a spread offense. But uh, we could see something here. Um, Miami comes to town uh, tonight uh, without their injured starting quarterback. A little Saturday night football. Yeah, it's that time of year.
1: It's. It's it's a gambling it's the gambling season.
0: <laughs> you know more about that than I do. Uh, my money's mostly wrapped up in alpacas. Um, and <laughs> in the marquee matchup this weekend, uh, the Patriots take on the Broncos in Denver. Uh, this week's show pres- promises to be slightly more sober than last. Uh, we'll be joined by fantasy expert Derek Slap to talk a little fantasy football. How uh, teams have fared. Taking Gronk in the first round for me uh, was clearly a mistake. Uh, Later, we'll be joined uh, by son of West Virginia, Joe DeLong, talk a little college football playoffs and college football, I guess.
1: We'll let him vent on uh, Roger Goodell, too. He's he's not a fan of Roger
0: Goodell. Well, nobody really is. Right. And uh, we'll also share some touching stories about our former co-host, Joel Rudikoff, uh, who once again is not in studio. So last week, bar mitzvah. This week, snow. I don't think it was just the snow, but yeah, he's he's blaming it on the snow. Yeah, I mean,
1: we were going to get a full recap of Joel's colonoscopy anyway from yesterday. Um, we don't have to listen to that this this time, uh, but it would have been neat seeing him sit on the donut. Um, that would have been awesome, actually. But I mean, like you know, we really need to start questioning the Kanish's commitment to this program. Last week we had, well, at this point last week. We were we were inching closer to a. .08, um with Damien and uh and and Ben Gettinger, who by the way, I mean like you know, have now proposed like maybe once a month we, we actually do a you know now we're not gonna encroach on Lu- on Lucy's uh program, but you know, maybe a little best of, uh, you know, uh, new restaurants. I mean, this is just an excuse for Ben to go to new restaurants.
0: A little arts and um, culture.
1: I, I told him he owes uh, Lynch, Trap, Keefe, and Arante owe uh, Paul Bass a good $5,000 worth of advertisements uh, from last week. The
0: pledge drive starting soon.
1: The pledge drive is starting soon for Paul. Uh, we'll get Derek on the program soon. Um, but, I mean, you, the Jets are awful. They can't lose right.
0: Now, I mean, listen, the 49ers are a bad team. They are a bad ball club. They're not Cleveland Browns bad. Okay, so, I mean, the 49ers, with all the talk
1: of Colin Kaepernick, it's just, I mean, like, take him and his protest out of this. That's just a bad football team. Yeah. It's a bad football team with an overrated coach.
0: Chip Kelly in the churn and burn.
1: It's awful. I mean, the, I mean, this is an awful franchise now this is the san francisco 49ers
0: you know something's happening with that franchise when you see they had a lot of players retire very early yeah you know afraid of concussions
1: you know which 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 makes you think you know like is there no faith in their medical staff i mean steve young came out and blasted the owner i mean steve young is a learned man i mean like he is not an idiot i mean he is you know he you know actually graduated from college and went to law school. I mean, he is a learned man. Blast the 49er ownership. You know, I mean, the you gotta start thinking, like, you know, are are the are the 49 I mean, are are the glory days of the 49ers completely over? Yes. I mean, listen, the Cowboys had a bad run for a couple years, you know, I mean, but they had, I mean, since Jerry Jones took over, couple down years, but that franchise is is still far and away the flagship franchise of the NFL, the 49ers were. They got a new stadium.
0: What happened to them? I don't know. I, I mean, and it, and it looked like they were going in such, uh, on the upswing, right? They were in the Super Ka- Bowl Ka- a couple Ka- years Kaepernick ago. looked great. You had Harbaugh, who looked I mean, like. Right. I mean, I mean Jim Harbaugh was, left to go like back a, to college. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, you can make a little bit more, apparently, in college. You have to work not quite as hard as as an NFL lifestyle. but. Yeah. But they're they're a team that looks like it's without a direction. I don't think Chip Kelly's made cut out to be a an, an NFL coach. I don't think what he does translates.
1: I abso- absolutely agree with you. I
0: think I think he had that first season of success in Philadelphia, and the rest of the league caught up real quickly.
1: Yeah, I mean he, he it just doesn't work, right? And I don't know if it's be I mean, and how he got a second job that quickly after being fired in Philadelphia
0: because it's a question it, questionable franchise right. decisions.
1: They are they going to it, fire Rex Ryan? Should Rex Ryan get fired in Buffalo?
0: Um, I mean, listen, I, I think Rex... I don't think Rex is necessarily a good coach, and I don't think that he really pays attention to what happens on offense for most of his teams, right. which I think can be an issue. Um, but I also do think that Rex sort of... Is, is, if the fans up in Buffalo are still with him, I mean, he he can bring that sort of energy to a team because he's loud and crazy and, and gives them an identity.
1: You think the Jets regret uh, firing... Uh
0: I don't because I mean I I don't care what the what the media says right now and, and what some of the fans are saying. I actually think Todd Bowles is going to be a good N- NFL coach. I don't think he's necessarily. Gonna be, I don't think he's going to be a great coach I, again.
1: Okay, so so the New York franchises, you have two of the most uninspiring coaches leading their football teams. And, and I, mean, I thought ben Bowles, Ma- I think Ben McAdoo would have
0: inspired you, but you we'll know, we'll start with Bowles.
1: I mean, right? I mean, Bowles is just you know he wants to give the Bill Belichick you know press conference you know. Answer question. Yeah. No. Yeah. You could do that when you win four Super Bowls, right? You could do that. No pizzazz on that guy. I mean, like, so if I'm the sports, you know, you're talking New York City, the mecca of sports entertainment, not the WWE. But, you know, I mean, that he's too boring for that town. You go from Rex Ryan to him. I mean, in McAdoo? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, he's going to get the Giants go. in the playoffs, so I can't complain about the guy. But dear God, I mean, get a suit that fits, too.
0: I mean, are there any tailors in New York? I'm sure they can find a
1: tailor. I, I'll, Bill Belichick finds a tailor to cut his hats and sweatshirts. I mean, Ben McAdoo can't find somebody?
0: I mean, listen, um, now, if, if you're a Jets fan, are you confident in the Bryce Petty era? Do you think that this is the answer?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen. I think it's the same thing as as college. I mean, you know, in baseball. You know, you can't you can't really get a read on players when they call them up in September. I mean, some guys look like you know the best players in the world. Uh, you know, in September against you know mediocre talent. I I think it's different. You're calling from,
0: it, uh, Kevin Moss or Shane Spencer. Yeah, uh, uh,
1: exactly. I mean, like you know, you know there are people who get called up in September and you think they're going to hit. You know, they're going to go forty, hundred, and, and hit three hundred. And the following week, you know, they do nothing. You know, the following year, they do nothing. I don't think that's the case in football because in football there's not there's not enough games, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody whether you're playing for a team that's winning or losing or just playing out the string film matters in football. Like the film matters because you know, whether your coach is getting fired or not, if you're on the field, that that next coach is watching the film and if you're dogging it or if you don't care that gets shown. I mean like Players in the NFL are much more afraid of the film than anything else because they don't have guaranteed contracts. Yeah. So you know, like you know, baseball. You know, if you're if you're you know if you're 15 games out in September and you know you're like just counting the days. You know, I don't know. I mean, like you're going up to the plate, you're just swinging. You know I mean, you're like, get me the hell out of here. I think in football it's different. So can you get a real read on Bryce Petty in the next? three games well, have three
0: games yeah, uh I, you know, home I think against you home against the dolphins away at the patriots on christmas eve and uh home against the bills on new year's day
1: right i mean so do i think you get a read yeah i do i think i think the bills will be up for the game because it's the jets i think the patriots unless they have already clinched everything they could possibly clinch which you know with that team i mean you
0: never know i mean the jets, the jets
1: miraculously, I mean, and, and, and even
0: in down years, tend to play them close. Right. And you know, that my, being said, they, they and Miami still special in. pleasure so, about listen, I,
1: Do I think you get a real read? Yeah, I think you get a real read. Who's he throwing the ball to?
0: Oh, I mean, they've they've got... I mean, Decker's been hurt when he... Decker's been gone. Tore the shoulder up.
1: You know, Brandon, Brandon Marshall, Marshall. Bad years. I took him the first round in one of my Ooh. leagues. I Ooh. mean, he's just, you know, he's been awful this year. Yeah, I mean, he's not even a decoy. So I don't know what they're going to do. With I basketball.
0: gotta tell you, I, I think not having a I mean, I think uh, Fitzpatrick not showing up for uh, with that extended contract all out yeah. for a team for the only team that wanted him and for yeah. the only team that could have signed him. could have signed him. So yeah. I, I think that was I think Harvard boy screwed up on yeah. on both counts and so did the Jets. Yeah, I mean, and and not and then, having a not having an offseason with him, I think, really.
1: And then once again, New
0: England just keeps churning along. I mean, they picked up Michael Floyd out I, of, out of the drunk tank this week. Exactly. I mean, they, you know. They, they signed him after his arraignment? Like, yeah, uh, but I mean, that, that
1: team just keeps and they going just plug people and going. They just plug someone else in. I mean, Monday night, you're like, well, they're going to win again. I mean, and they just
0: keep winning. Now, Martellus Bennett. Would you, would you classify him as a top 10 tight end in the league?
1: Probably not. I mean, I don't think it matters. I mean, unless you're like a physical freak like Rob Gronkowski.
0: See, I still think that Bennett was one of the better, is one of the better tight ends in the league. I, I, and he signed basically to be the number two guy. Right. Uh, I mean, now they pl- they played a lot of two tight end sets back from the Aaron Hernandez days. Um,
1: Prisoner 6 5 four, three, 2 one
0: Yeah. Oof. Oof. Um, but... Uh he's he's good. It he, doesn't he, matter he is a good with that weapon, team, right? But it does matter. Most teams they've the tight end go down. I understand that it doesn't matter. Chris
1: what, but Hogan it's... scores a seventy-nine yard touchdown. Yeah, Edelman. Edelman you're, when you're not Hogan, covering
0: Hogan Mitchell. It's, uh,
1: it's like it doesn't matter it's like who a law they firm. are. Right. Let's yeah, like law firm. <laughs> a law
0: firm of Edelman Hogan and Mitchell.
1: Edelman, Edelman Hogan, and Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> uh Yeah, right. But it doesn't matter with that team. You know, I mean, listen. Tom Brady annoys the hell out of everybody, but I mean, really, he just doesn't miss a beat. Yeah, you know, New England's problem is that defense, right? I mean, you know, I don't think there's going to be a question about whether they're going to score points in the uh, in in the in the postseason. I mean, here's the other question: if they get home field advantage, are you betting anybody on anybody else going to the playoffs? I mean, going to the Super Bowl out of the AFC?
0: I got to tell you, even if they don't have home field, and I understand that they went on the road to Denver, and that's where their undoing came last season, right? But I got to tell you, I, I was ready to take New England in that game anyway. I mean,
1: I mean, so uh, New England is eleven and two. You got Kansas City sitting at ten and three, and Oakland sitting at ten and three. Now they have to play each other, so one of those two may make a run at this. Uh, Kansas City looks pretty good, but I mean, listen, Alex Smith got a you know Alex Smith got a team to the Super Bowl. You know, yeah, he got the Forty Nine ers to the Super Bowl. Him and Kaepernick. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was you know, Kaepernick, really. Yeah. But I mean, he's not a bad quarterback. And it, Andy Reid, well, can't ever get anyone to the Super Bowl, so we'll find out what happens yeah, there.
0: No, he, listen, we all know how this season is going to go down for Andy Reid. It's going to be him staring sort of blankly out at the field while wishing he had a challenge late in the game. Yep. Going, how did I screw this up? So do you again? think Derek blew us off, he, by the way? Oh, 100%. Yeah, okay. I mean, all, think, all, of, all of his bills are dead.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. We could do that too. Yeah. All yeah, mm-hmm. right. Good point. Um, So, I mean, like, you know, can any of those teams go into New England
0: and beat the Patriots in Foxborough? Um, I think Oakland doesn't travel as well if if they have to go into Foxborough. I mean, that's a, a cross young, country it's a, flight. And it's a young team, and maybe they don't know any better because they're a young team. Well, then, and sometimes you—that's so you know—that is the other youth question. Youth right? Has I mean? that on their side, but they're going from. And I understand that Oakland doesn't exactly have the best mm-hmm. weather, but. I mean, you want to go in on like, a January night, right?
1: I mean, that's that you know that in you know,
0: in Foxborough is is I think sort of miserable, and, wait,
1: wait, and and the crowd is clearly over the 0.08 limit.
0: Yeah, the place I, gets crazy. Yeah, and and Tom Brady's been there, and I'm always a big believer of go with the guys that have been there before. Yeah, I, until it, until somebody beats them, somebody else does it. Can any of those teams
1: go into? If you're New England, who don't you want to face? You know, I don't think you want to place Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh always plays them. Yeah, well.
0: they're they're dangerous. And again, they've there's somebody that I mean, at least Big Ben's been there before, Tomlin's right. been there before. Kansas they've got a little City, bit of experience. You know, Kansas, Kansas City's got a good defense, but their offense is n- right. nothing.
1: It, right. I mean, you know, they cannot, as an owner of Spencer Ware, oh, he's a killer. He's a he's a he's a coach killer.
0: Hmm. Nile um, Davis still on that team. <laughs> Kendrick West. Yeah, mean,
1: and right. I mean, like he, he's a coach killer. Um, and then you got Oakland. I mean, Oakland's got an interesting team. Right? I mean, we've yeah. talked about it here. Um, uh,
0: former Texas Tech student, uh, Michael Crabtree. Right?
1: Yeah, right. Um, but I mean, like Oakland's got an interesting team. I mean, Carr is you know.
0: Well, I'm, that not dude, that dude I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. You know, Derek,
1: right. I'm not going to say Derek Carr is is Brett Favre but he's got a little of that Far thing to him. I
0: mean, throws in, the ball. I inbreeding mean, breeding and substandard public education. from Some southern state is that
1: okay? I mean, you went there. I did go there. I All mean, right, listen, okay. Brett
0: Favre was a little weird dude.
1: Okay, I, I take Brett Favre and, and yeah, his but, strange but, texting. Oh, oh see, so yeah, I see. So if you want to go there, I'll, I'll, I'll take it to another level. It's a family show. It's a family show. Um, you think Joel's was listening to us? By the way,
0: no, no, no. I mean, okay. maybe in the bathroom. Listening I mean, to us.
1: You, you, like he didn't even call in.
0: Well, I mean, I didn't really invite him to call in. Good point. I've also ignored Button him three times.
1: <laughs> um, listen, I mean, I think he's got a little of that far thing to him. I mean, you know, I mean, they kind of, you know, I don't know if it's the number four that they both wear. I, there's
0: something about him that you go. And going back, he may not know enough to, to know that he's not supposed right, to be. But He might be stupid
1: enough to think right. he could walk in there and win and, and actually walk in there and
0: win. Right. What's the line in Rocky 1? Right. This guy doesn't know it's for show. Right. And yeah he, they they may walk in there listen at some point not everybody gets to go out riding off into the sunset right like john Elway or or, or manning and manning manning limped off into the sunset yeah but at some point tom brady's going to lose i mean right i mean like you know the, and that's you know and right. listen they've lost super bowls but at some point his career to the giants yeah. oh listen i know buddy i know twice um at so, at some point like He's gonna run out of gas, right? Or he's just got to say, "That's it." Like I'm through for the love of the game. Like I'm gonna go and oh, hang there's, out with you. There's,
1: there's a movie reference right there for the love of the game. A little
0: yeah. Kevin Costner action. Yeah, I mean, nice. got to tell you, the book was better. Completely different ending. Huh. Yeah, book was much darker. The <laughs> guy that wrote the book actually wrote the. Uh, um, Mike Schauer wrote uh, Killer Angels, which was turned into the movie Gettysburg. Okay. Um, but great short story. Much oh. do- much darker than than the movie.
1: All right. Well, I mean, Kevin Costner. I mean. He doesn't really do dark movies. Yeah.
0: Water World, yeah. right? was a dark movie. No no, it was it's a so bad, movie. Yeah, it's it's the bad, bad movie. Was, I mean, post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. Melting That's ice weird. caps. That was weird. Post-Trump presidency. It's all possible. Get over it. I'm not.
1: Um. So, yeah. I mean, like, so if I'm if I'm New England and I get home field advantage, you're still the clear-cut favorite. But there's a couple themes that I'd be a little worried about. I would definitely be worried about Pittsburgh walking into Foxborough and... You know, between Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and Ben, you know, and Big Ben, you, you know what? You can't count those guys out. I think Kansas City, Andy Reid's a fantastic coach, and you got to worry about him. All right.
0: Texans are still hanging in in there. Ah, Jesus, they're awful. I mean, Bill O'Brien could be this generation's Jeff Fisher. Ah, could he be like the perennial seven and nine coach? God, he's I mean, just awful. Speaking of which, our condolences to Jeff Fisher for being fired uh, midweek. Uh,
1: he, i mean and should have been fired like and then a that has ago. the nerve like to have a press conference or say oh yeah i can't wait for my next job so i go and play the the team that just fired me hey they're still paying you idiot
0: well listen what can i tell you um but i mean getting back to our previous conversation though with, with the jets i mean in, in todd bowles continuing as coach i mean are there a lot of coaches out there that you want to i mean Provided that you can't get Harbaugh to uh, leave the college ranks or Urban Meyer to leave the college ranks, right? Which and Nick Saban. Why would you ever leave? Oh, you, you're you're king. You're the king of of right. Michigan. Like, right. why? Right. I wouldn't. I I couldn't see why. Other than if, if he really wants a Super Bowl ring.
1: I mean, but here's the thing about Harbaugh. Here. But he can
0: go look at his brothers. I mean, but he, but here's the thing about him. I mean,
1: he is he is the college coach because he coached. You know, he did San Diego State. He went to Stanford. He won there. He won in Stanford. He wins it for in, at the, with San Francisco, and then he goes and wins
0: with Michigan. I mean, he hasn't won anything yet with Michigan, right? But as, he, as he, we let as we let little Mikey know that yeah, uh, they're not in the playoffs this right. time around.
1: But I mean, like you know, there's a guy who can coach. I mean, he has done it on both levels. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's done it both places. Well, I don't. I see. Like he didn't have a chance to age in the NFL, right? I don't know how how that act wears over time.
1: I can't imagine it goes well because I mean, like, I don't think you can have a coach li- screaming into some 35 year old's face saying, you know, like, hit it harder. And he's looking at me like I just spent like the last six hours in a in an ice tub.
0: Yeah, like, leave me alone. Yeah, and I mean, listen, if he, if he goes out and wins a couple of titles really quickly, a la Belichick. Yeah, I mean, but but you gotta remember, I mean, Belichick was a was a retread and a recycle, and he didn't become a genius until he was in New England, right? But so- I mean, like, this is a guy who. Who can coach? So if, if you, I mean the, Steve Spurrier,
1: you know there was no better college coach than Steve Spurrier. Yeah, oh, he went. You know he well, went to I the Redskins. He was
0: awful. I mean, I mean he Nick could S- get S- out of S- his own way. Nick Saban looked bad with the Dolphins. Bobby Petrino with the Falcons. Oh, I Jesus, mean it does Bobby not. Petrino. Lou Holtz with the Jets it does not always translate. Uh, yeah, I'm
1: trying to think of anyone that that it's actually really worked.
0: I mean Bill Walsh. Yeah. I mean I mean Bill Walsh. <laughs> Go but I mean like. Here. You know, Bill Walsh had some advantages. I mean, Butch Davis. Oof.
1: I mean, Butch Davis was. I mean, he resurrected the Miami program,
0: and then and then went disappeared. To, went into to Cleveland, and no, one heard, from and him no again. one heard from him again. I think he went. Did he go to UNC after that?
1: Yeah, like uh, yeah, he went to UNC after that.
0: I, I mean, mean, a lot I'm of. Ju-
1: I'm just you know a Bill O'Brien. I mean, Bill O'Brien was a you know he yeah. resurrected the you know after after the
0: scandal at Penn State. Yeah, that. Yep. I was thinking of a nasty
1: word for him, but I mean, I'm just
0: going to leave it alone. Family um, show, terrible things. Um, mm-hmm. But,
1: you know, I'm trying to think, of, you know, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of a, another
0: great... Dave Wanstead? How about this one? Coughlin. Yeah, Tom Coughlin, I you know, is the exception to the rule. Right, I mean, like, Coughlin, Coughlin gets mentioned
1: in the same place, probably, you know, Bill Walsh does in a lot of ways. Multiple Super Bowl winner.
0: Yep, successful coach at you know BC. Yep, successful in Stanford. I mean, like that. You I mean, could... he was he was a long time. I mean, he spent a long time on the on the staff in in the NFL. Right? right. He was a, he was a Belichick assistant, uh, Parcells uh, assistant. Sorry, that's what I meant. Parcells assistant, along with Belichick on those teams. Yeah, I mean, so but Coughlin's a coach along with Ray Hadley. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. 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 Ray Hadley era. Oof. 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 wasn't a good uh, Wasn't a good era.
1: Um. Uh, uh, so I mean. Do the Jets need to find that person?
0: I mean, but I don't like, think who, is But guy. who's out there? But who's out, I mean, Mike McCoy is probably gonna get fired in San Diego. San Diego. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. Where I? I, I don't, don't know where
1: you go. I Pete Carroll. How about Pete Carroll? You can't I, keep do I,
0: I don't think Pete comes back. back no, 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 in, no. I'm saying like oh. in in in, oh, in coaches coach. that have transitioned. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. Listen, although he, although he was there was NFL no sa- there was no salary cap at U- the USC when he was there, so <laughs> I mean he got to spend as much yeah. money as he needed. He hit
0: an uncapped team. Um, um, I mean, but, know, but he was he was a twice failed NFL coach. Before, absolutely right. I mean, he got he he was canned quickly by the Jets and then and then tossed out of New England.
1: Right, and then uh, like you know, resurrection his co- career at U.S.
0: Uh, I mean, USC. Dennis Erickson. I mean, I don't. Think, I don't. I don't think he had a successful pro career. Pro no, career, I mean, no. He, you know, he never did anything with that Seattle team. No, no. Uh, and Wasn't he uh, for a hot second the the Niners coach? Yep. I mean, yeah. Well, he left Miami to go to
1: Seattle, yep. and then did a stint. And it's amazing how they just keep going to the same people over and over again, too.
0: Yeah. Well, it's definitely a a closed.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, you know, you, there's not a lot of them. So, if you could convince someone like, you know, Jim Harbaugh to leave, you, you'd throw the book at him. Like, But, you know, does Woody Johnson... I mean, you know,
0: Eric Eric Mangini may become available again. No. I mean, UConn should hire him for credit. I
1: mean They got to oh. uh. get rid of that He actually wouldn't, oh. They got to get rid of that Well,
0: they'd have to pay to get rid of him. And, oh, God. And I'm not oh. sure they should do that, so... Yeah, right, good point. So, it, it is... It's fascinating, right? I mean, I don't know... I don't know if there's anything out there that's better than what the Jets have right now. Which is scary. And, and
1: maybe it's maybe it's not and you got to think about how Maybe close, it's not
0: the coach, maybe it's just the talent. And some of that's true because I mean, think about how close several times Scott uh Scott Garrett um not Scott Garrett, Jason Garrett. Scott yeah. Garrett was my parents congressman who just lost. Woohoo. Um but Jason Garrett was to being fired in Dallas. Oh yeah. Right? I mean, he didn't know what he was doing and now all of a sudden once they started drafting offensive linemen, no right, um, and you know I'm passing up a guy on guys yep, like Johnny yep, the Manziel. Big guys, some love. He, he learned how to coach all of a sudden. Um, or, I mean, I could run the ball behind that line. No, I mean the first after I got you know into the second level, I'd get hit and killed by somebody. But I could run the ball behind the offensive line. I could at least get four yards before somebody killed me. So,
1: and it looks like Dallas. Even see, let's see, you know, switching to the NFC. You got Dallas at eleven and two.
0: You mean uh, Dallas and eleven and Giants? Yeah, <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, so Dallas at eleven and two, Giants clearly locked in close to a, a playoff thing with, at nine and four. You know, in the North, Detroit at nine and four, and then you know you have both Minnesota and Green Bay at seven and six. I mean, I and, I and, tell you and, and obviously the Chicago Bears at three and ten. I mean, dear God.
0: Mm. Uh, this is where it gets a little I mean, interesting though. John Fox could be could become available really quickly. Do you want John Fox uh for the Jets? No. Really? No. Really?
1: And then you have the South, Atlanta at eight and five, and Tampa at eight and five.
0: Tampa's a team uh I mean, they have won five straight. So they they went from three and five to eight and five yeah, I mean, real listen, fast.
1: You know, Jameis is a real quarterback.
0: Yeah, he's good. I mean, and no, have, a number one pick that's that's that appears to be panning out.
1: Yeah, and then you have Seattle, which I mean, because Carson Palmer, Carson Palmer needs to retire. He cannot throw the ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I mean for his own personal health, he it's it's time.
1: And then you have the Los Angeles Rams and San Francisco Forty Nine ers
0: with a combined five wins. I mean, listen. um... I so you, so, I mean, so, the Carolina so, Panthers, so NFC, the Panthers so the, this year, but two by the way, at five and eight. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, I think they got the Super Bowl hangover. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be one of those teams that you know, like they had the great run last year. They started fifteen and zero or sixteen and zero, whatever the hell it was, and then it just fell, fell apart once they lost that Super Bowl. That yeah. team needed a year, like they needed a rebound this year, and they didn't. I mean, they didn't play well this year.
0: I mean, can we just talk, by the way, about the AFC South? In the NFC West, if you take the the Seahawks out of the West, yep. I mean, look at those teams: Texans, Titans, the Colts who just want to try to get Andrew Luck killed by not blocking anybody, Jaguars, <laughs> Cardinals, Rams, Niners. I mean, think about those it. are bad. Those are two bad divisions. You know that you, ja-
1: do- you know that Jacksonville team. You know people have like high hopes for that Jacksonville team this yeah. year. You know. They had, you know, Blake Bortles who had a pretty good year last year. Yep. He's been awful this year. I mean, if you took Allen Robinson, you were you know, I mean, that was a bad team. You know what I mean? So you're this is, you know, for the NFL, I mean, it looks like the the, the road to the playoffs are going to go through New England and Dallas. Which, you know, if you're the NFL, that's what you want. I mean, those are the kind of ratings you want.
0: Nope, very, I mean, very true. I mean, those, you want the big markets. Hey, joining us on the hotline, new friend of the program, Joe DeLong. Hey, Joe, how are you?
2: I'm great, guys. How you doing this morning?
0: Oh, you know, living the dream.
1: Joe, how are you, how are you liking living the snow little, this morning? You all right with the snow?
2: Anyway, right? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, what was that?
1: Are you like you liking the snow this morning?
2: Uh, that's what I said. It looks like a little football weather out there this morning anyway. So <laughs> definitely can get you in the mood for this kind of conversation.
1: So Joe Joe is a former West Virginia football player and we'll get his take on uh, on college football but I know you you're you're also a fan of the the NFL and uh, but not a fan of Roger
2: Goodell. No, you know guys, I, I tell you I, I grew up an avid NFL guy. I mean, it pretty much eats sleep and breathe football and um you know I, I grew up outside of Pittsburgh not too far so at that time I was a pretty big Steeler fan and if the Steelers won I had a good week if they had to, if they lost I had a bad week but I just don't hardly recognize the game anymore I mean I, I played it my whole life I think it's supposed to be played a certain way you know I grew up honoring guys like Fred Biletnikoff and people who would go across the middle and make tough catches and you know, I watched the game today, and it seems like if a guy goes across the middle, you're supposed to let him catch the ball and take two steps and get a note from his mother before you're allowed to tackle him softly, and I just I don't recognize the game anymore in that regard. It uh, I understand player safety, but, you know, for me, I, I felt that way for a while, but really the, the last straw for me being, again, being a Steeler fan, I was watching the Steelers and Ravens probably three, four years ago, and... Then Roethlisberger released the ball. It had just left his hands, and Terrell Suggs hit him in a really a, a brutal but picture perfect hit, just the way that you would coach a defensive player to do it. Uh, put his shoulder right in his chest, had his head up, and buried Roethlisberger into the ground, probably less than a half a step from when the ball left his hand. And, you know, the Steelers fan, I hated to see it, but as a person who loved football, I was like, wow, that was, you know, just the way that you draw it up and want to do it. And the flag came out, and he got flagged for 15 yards for the hit. And I, I literally turned the TV off, and I very sparingly watched it ever since. For me, I was like, "That's that's enough." I just, I I can't stand watching these rules destroy the game that, you know, I thought was supposed to be played a certain way and was supposed to be coached a certain way. And like I said, I I hardly recognize it at that level anymore.
1: No, this is this is the NFL protecting its its you know I mean this is. You know, protecting guys like Brady and Roethlisberger and you know Manning for all those years. I mean, I think they probably saw what happened to Joe Montana and Steve Young and you know Troy Aikman and that, you know that group of quarterbacks and you know how they got you know how they got beat up uh, by everybody. And this was the NFL saying, "No, we those guys sell more jerseys than anybody else, and we got to protect them." So, so you're not. I mean,
2: that's a business, and you know, I understand that. But as a, you know, as a player and somebody who appreciated the game, when you have a different set of rules for Cam Cam Newton than you have for Tom Brady, whether I'm a fan of either, just as a fan of the game, it's hard for me to respect. And 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 uh, that is exactly frustrating to watch.
1: Cam Newton gets the crap beat out of him, and there's no flag. You know, you breathe on Tom Brady. You know, you're (laughs) some reps throwing the flag on you.
2: Yeah, and, and probably getting a $15,000 penalty a week later for it, a uh, final
0: week later for it as well. So. So, so you're not a big fan of Roger Goodell. So what you're, you're saying is maybe the league needs somebody with some executive experience that's good at bringing, you know, different groups together. Sometimes they have competing agendas and goals, almost like mayors of small towns or medium-sized towns. I mean, are you launching your campaign right now for NFL commissioner? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think my days of launching my campaign for anything are long behind me. So,
0: I mean, listen, you I'm, could I'm
2: enjoying. I'm enjoying being the guy in the cheap seats now instead of actually having to make the tough decision. You, you, a lot, a lot easier and a lot more fun.
0: You could announce it here first to our dozen of listeners. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well, well, if they can carry me on to victory, they can decide what it is they want me to do. So, <laughs> I'll make that up for them.
1: Nice. So, uh, college football, what do you, uh, you know, you, we we're, we're down to the semis. Uh, do you, first of all, do you like the new system here, uh, with the, uh, with the tournament here, four teams, do you think four teams is enough? Do you think eight teams?
2: You know, to me, I think if you're going to go personally, I think if you're going to go beyond four teams with student athletes, um, I think you'd have to shorten the regular season a game or two. I mean, or maybe you know, you start paying these guys. Like, yeah, you know, because it's it's really just um, what these guys have to go through of being students as well, the other strains that they have on campus. You know, I know that at some point in time, you know, how many games is enough at the collegiate level? Is it 12? Is it 13? Is it 14? You know, I mean, before long, if you extend it too much, these guys are doing NFL season. You know, so I, I I'm okay with the 14 system. What I'm really not okay with, and probably never have been, is I'm still a believer that what happens on the field should carry more weight than what happens in a boardroom. And you know to me that the little, let me let me preface it by saying this, I'm not an Ohio State fan and I'm not a Penn State fan. I, again, college football fan but having played for West Virginia University, you know I'm not carrying the banner for either one of those schools. but when you when you win your conference and in doing so you beat another team, Head to head, so you've won your conference and you beat the other team head to head, and people sit around in a boardroom and decide that that team that you beat in your conference and you beat head to head is going to the playoffs over you. I have a real problem with that. Now, if somebody wants to have an argument with me and say that Ohio State's a better state a better team than Penn State. I won't argue that point. I think that you know that we can make that have that discussion, and I think intelligent minds could think that Ohio State on paper or what they've done on the field through the course of the year may be a better football team. But the reality is, when a, when a team wins its conference and beats another team one-on-one, and that team goes to the playoffs over them, and you send a message to all these kids across college football that what you do on the field isn't as important as what we determine in a boardroom. And, I, you know, to me, that, I just find that offensive as a player. I think that that's a, a bad direction for college football to go in. Now, if Ohio State is determined to be good enough that they should be in that that Final Four, that's fine. But Penn State's got to be there, too. And if Penn State's not good enough to be there, then you've got to go to another conference and put their conference champion in. But, uh, you know, this whole selection process to me is way more arbitrary than it ought to be. Um, You know, I, I have no problem with saying, you know, if all things are equal, then we go to this next level. You know, if this, then this type of thing. So when you get to that first step, and that first step says I'm a conference champion, and when I played the other team head to head, I beat them. To me, there is there's nothing else that you need to go to. There's not another step because when you go to another step, you're now taking away what happens on the field, and you're saying that the other things are more important than that. And you know it just doesn't work that way. I mean, there were years that, that I thought by far that the New England Patriots were probably the best team in the NFL, but they didn't win the Super Bowl. We don't go back years later and recognize them as Super Bowl champs because a bunch of sports writers or somebody got together and said, Well, the team that won the Super Bowl really wasn't the best. We think they were better, so we're gonna recognize them as the champions of that year. To me that's what they they kind of did at the college football level with Ohio State. And you know, I think it's unfortunate because I think it's the wrong direction for college football to go.
1: Yeah, and and don't you sort of de emphasize the other things too? I mean, like you know, I mean, you know, ten, fifteen years ago, if you won the Sugar Bowl I mean, you were like, I mean, that was like, hey, we won the Sugar Bowl. Now it's well, you didn't win the national championship. I mean, like they've turned yeah. they've turned college football into, you know, it didn't matter whether you you know you 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 won the Sugar Bowl or the Peach Bowl or whatever the hell it was. I mean, like those were big games, right? I mean, like those were you know in a lot of ways like because because there wasn't a a direct system of number one versus number two. I, I think they've de-emphasized sure. all these bowl games, and when they put these these division in these league championship games in I, I completely agree with you I mean like if Alabama had lost to Florida in a fluke game does anyone I mean like, you know no one's gonna say put Florida I mean put Florida in but Florida would have been the SEC champs sure you know I mean so yeah you know, the, the, the the greed of some of these you know these conferences is I think also hurting them I mean you know that those those you know, league championship games, of which basically no one—I mean, they're not
2: competitive games either. I mean, you know, no. A lot of a lot of times they're not, and that's and that's unfortunate as well. But you know, to me, I still think that you know, league championships have to matter. You know, of course, I played in the old Big East before, and, and you know, when I played in the old Big East, it was a pretty good conference. I mean, you had uh, a football conference, of course you had. West Virginia had Miami when Miami was still a powerhouse. You had Virginia Tech when, you know, Virginia Tech had several top 25 teams. Boston College was competitive every year. It was a, it was a pretty decent uh, football conference at that time. And you're right. I mean, winning your conference was your ultimate goal. Uh, and then going on and winning a bowl game, whether you won, you know, whether it was a sugar bowl or the orange bowl or the cotton bowl or whatever it was, Hanging that bowl championship up really, really meant something to a university. And now, you know, now the the good thing about this system is back when I played, you pretty much had to go undefeated to get a national championship. You didn't find any one-loss teams or two-loss teams that were still in the conversation. That would have been very rare. Where now, at least it seems like every year, we have a team that can drop a game or drop two games, and, and that doesn't mean that their season's over if they're shooting for a national championship. I think that part of it's good. But you really have, you, you minimize all of these other accomplishments that have been, you know, really historic and celebrated accomplishments in college football. Now we're kind of an afterthought in this system.
0: I'd like to see, I'd like to see it go, the, the to shorten the season game or two, maybe get rid of the conference championship game. Never, um, never I know they're never going to do that. You can go on regular season record. And then I, I'd like to, I, I think the FCS does it right. I, I mean, they've got the playoff system. Um, and I mean, I, I like the fact that, by the way, you're, you're playing home games up until up through the semifinals, uh, and the only neutral site game. A- Adam is-, is
1: a JMU graduate, and his team has now reached the finals. So that's why he likes the system.
2: Listen, that, that's why he likes the system. It's working for him. <laughs> Listen, two, time, <laughs> two, all, two times, two times in their history.
1: The work Let's <laughs> Joe. Who was the best team you played against when you were playing?
2: Um. Probably the uh, the Miami Hurricanes back in, uh, you know, I think it was like the 93-94 the type era. They uh, You know, that team had Warren Sapp, uh, you know, the Ray Lewis. Um, actually, Daryl Johnson, the Rock, was on that team, but yep. he pretty much missed most of the year with injury. They had a guy that played defensively called Kennard Lang, played a little bit of a career with the Redskins. Kennard Lang actually had some type of strange – inner ear infection that's very painful that went to his brain and, and uh, was very debilitating. If not for that, I think he would have had almost the type of NFL career that Sapp would have had he was a phenomenal player. It was an interesting team. Their, their starting cornerback actually was Don King's grandson. Yeah. So, you know, if you just, if you just picture uh, on the field, uh, Warren Sapp and Ray Lewis and Don King's grandson, and you forget about the football playing and you just, you ever heard those guys in interviews. yeah, It was a, it was, comic relief being on the field with them. I don't think they ever took a breath as far as talking the entire game, but they were quite a good football team. And um, the last uh, undefeated team that WVU ever had in the regular season was 93 when we actually beat Miami uh, in Morgantown that year. And uh, good foot. I mean, you know, it was a good football game. They were a really, really stout football team. Um, You know, again, one of those things had, had we played Miami 10 times would we have beat them five? I'm not so sure. Might have beat three. I mean, they were they were a really good team, but again, what what happened on the field mattered, and you know we were able to able to beat them. And in the following week, uh, beat a very good Boston College team, who I think had lost its opener or maybe had a couple losses early, but they had gone on to run the table. And a week or two weeks before we played them, they beat Notre Dame, and at that time, Notre Dame was ranked number one in the right. country so what happened
0: on new year's day that year though and then we well, had well that was the year <laughs> that <laughs> we,
2: we went we went down to we went down to new Orleans and in typical morgantown fashion we uh we had a really really good time and then game day came it <laughs> didn't go it didn't go so well i i always tell people i, I kind of laugh about my experience we um we went up seven nothing on uh, florida in the in the sugar bowl that year we're feeling pretty good uh I think um, they got the ball first. They punted, went three and out. We got it, marched right down the field, scored a touchdown. On the extra point, I broke a couple fingers. It was kind of dislocated, and they weren't real bad, but they couldn't get them set right on the sidelines. So I jogged into the locker room so they could get those fingers set, and I didn't feel like I was in there very long. They fiddled around with them, and then they got them taped up and everything. I came running out of the tunnel, and I looked up. It was like 24 to 7. I <laughs> said, what the heck just happened? <laughs> you know, but uh, –
1: yeah, it, it didn't take long. I mean, the the you know the Big East had some real coaches during that era. I mean, like you know you had Coughlin over in in in, in, uh, in Boston College. You know, you know sure. was that was the Miami coach that was Erickson at the time? That
2: was that was Jimmy Johnson. Oh, that
1: was Joe. So it was Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, I mean, so you had Jimmy some
2: Johnson.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, you yeah, had they, that was some real coaches there
2: i tell you the other thing that's interesting, you know, having gone to Morgantown and stuff that nobody really talks about that I've always found to be very unique is just south of Morgantown, West Virginia, where WVU is, there's, uh, there's, Fairmont, there's Fairmont State College. And then Fairmont's in a county called Marion County, which has a little town, Mannington, a little town, Farmington. It's a small county with all these little towns in it. And that small county is where uh, Nick Saban grew up. It's where Rich Rodriguez grew up, and it's where Jimbo Fisher grew up. Those guys were all all natives of that little Marion County, West Virginia, right below Morgantown. You know, those three really, really great college football coaches all grew up in it. You just wouldn't expect that. You know what I mean? Like, that would be an area all within a stone's throw of each other.
1: And That's so amazing, yeah.
2: Most people don't even recognize that, but you go to a hot dog shop or anything there, and you walk in and... You know, on the wall is assigned signed, autographed pictures from all three of them. There's maybe streets named after them. Of course, when Rodriguez left WVU, I think they took his street sign down for a while. But I think he's allowed <laughs> to come home again at this point. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty unique that that's such a tight little football mecca for head coaches that you would never anticipate that in an area
1: like that. Well, Rich, you know, Rich Rodriguez the biggest mistake he ever did was turn down that Alabama job. I mean, he took he chose Michigan over Alabama. I mean, who, you know, that's you got to yeah, be yeah. you got to be looking yourself in the, you know, that that sent off a chain of reactions and all of a sudden Nick Saban ends up, you know, from LSU to Miami the, the Miami Dolphins back to uh, back to Alabama yep. and the SEC and it's completely changed college football i mean is nick saban that good a coach or is he just is he that good at recruiting players i mean what i mean like you know just you know i mean from your from from your view what
2: i mean he's nick saban's a machine he's he's got it down from you know he's got it down from the recruiting level to the playing level to the alma mater level i'll tell you how much control nick saban has and it, this almost sounds like you shouldn't be allowed to do this, but, but you are. I mean, it's, it's not it's not a violation of the rules, so I don't, I don't knock him for it. Nick Saban has an agent that controls his own contracts and everything. Of course, all these guys do. They all have their own agent. Nick Saban pays his agent nothing. He, he's no commission, no nothing. The deal that Nick Saban has with his agent is, you be my agent and take care of me, and then all of my star players, I'll funnel them. I'll try to lead them to you to be their agent in the NFL. <laughs> and so these other agents will go sign these guys and Nick or or talk to these guys and Nick will say, you know, my guy will take really good care of you. <laughs> and and he ends up pulling them away from these other NFL agents. They all go with his. And it's it's interesting because you had Miami for all these years where these guys were the you. And even when they graduated, they were still the you. Yeah. You know, being part of the U meant something it when, and on sunday afternoons when the, they would show the nfl player when they were shown the starting defense yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. they would talk about where they're from they said you i'm from the U." you know well saban has created that a little bit in alabama these guys all all have the same agent they all have They're they're in like a their own little cult their own little football cult that exists there that's really important that, that helps them cultivate that type of talent going forward i mean you can't knock him he's got something special going there and and it's something special that he's been able to facilitate most places in his career.
1: Has the SEC seen its best days? I mean, for last, you know, you could argue last, you know, six or seven years they've been, you know, probably the best conference out there. Um, you know, the, Have they seen their best days? I mean, you know, Florida's certainly not what it once was. Um, even, you know, South Carolina's not you as know, good as it was.
2: I've got to tell you, when you're talking about high school kids and the creative and where they go, I mean, who, who knows? I mean, these guys are... It, it's almost like what kind of music are they going to like the next year? A place that's really not vogue to be at now. A bunch of high school kids start deciding this is the cool place right. to be or where I want to be in the pendulum swing. So, it's, you know, it's, it's really hard to tell. I think some of that stuff is, is almost trendy. It, it's, you know, I mean, yeah. obviously a lot of it has to do with the coaches. A lot of it has to do with the program. There's all those things that you can somewhat control but then there's that intangible factor of the trendiness of where does it just become cool to go to no, for know, all the, for
1: all those years it was you know going to play for uh for Southern Cal and Pete Carroll
2: yeah absolutely yeah what's so so
1: if you could have any if you could have any head coaching job in in college and we will take West Virginia out of it uh well what school would you want what school would you want to be head coach of
2: Oh, I, you know, I think I'd want to be one of those places that has the heavy traditions of, you know, Michigan, Texas, you know, some some place where people, you know, eat, sleep and breathe football. I mean, that's one of the you know, I, I love living up here in the Northeast. Absolutely. It's beautiful. I'm, I'm a four seasons guy. And, you know, I enjoy everything about it. But the one thing that, that is almost foreign to me that I miss is, you know, I grew up in an area where Friday night lights, high school football meant everything. I mean, it was what everybody sat around and talked about at the at the little cafe. It's what they talked about at the barbershop. All the conversations were, who's going to win? Have you seen so and so's nephew or the grandson? Or, or is this kid coming up going to be as good as what his grandfather was when he played there? I mean, it was it was really what defined communities. I always tell people the the the, the old uh, Tom Cruise movie, um, All the Right Moves. Oh yeah generation after generation went to work in the steel mill. And, and then, uh, you know, it was all about high school football. That's the town that I grew up in. I mean, your your father and your grandfather and your great-grandfather and your great-great-grandfather, they all left high school and they all went to work in the factory. You know, my place was Weirton Steel, Weirton, West Virginia, which is now a shadow of what it used to be. But life was generation after generation in the mill and the conversation from – Sunday afternoon, after church was over, until Friday night was the high school football game. It just meant everything, and you know, here in the northeast, high school football is great, but it's it's not it's not, not that about. Not the way of life that it was there, and I and I miss that. I mean, it's, so if I had to coach somewhere in college, that's what I want. I, I want that. Uh, I would want that tradition to where people eat, sleep, and breathe. You know, what you do, it matters, and, and uh, you know that that. Just, just generational that somebody says, my family. These season tickets have been in my family since 1948. You know, that's where I want to be, and I think that's what Michigan and Texas and those types of programs offer.
1: Well, we were trying to get you, convince you to maybe become the UConn coach, but uh, you know that's not going <laughs> to. That...
2: My old, uh, my old line coach, uh, when uh, when Don Nealon retired at WVU, and they hired Rich Rodriguez, and he brought in his old staff. My old offensive line coach, at WVU, a guy named Dave McMichaels, went to UConn and was UConn's line coach for a while, and was their special teams coach for a while. So um did have some ties there, obviously.
1: Yeah, you know what? They they would probably give you that job right now.
2: <laughs> I, they might give it to me but I don't know if I'd be able to keep it any longer than anybody else. So. Mm. <laughs> it's fair. I might I might do good on the talk radio shows talking about it. I'm not so sure I could get a transition to the field.
0: Hey, at least somebody be talking about it on on the radio too. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, that's something, anyway. yeah.
1: <laughs> hey Joe, listen, we appreciate you coming on and uh you know go go shovel your walk or you know clean up your car and uh you know stay safe today, but uh we listen, we really appreciate you coming on talking a little college football. You got a prediction on National Championship?
2: Uh, you know, it's a safe bet, but I just don't see anybody beating Alabama.
0: Yeah. I don't see the Cleveland Browns beating Alabama.
2: (laughs) I'm not not so sure that the Cleveland Browns could beat Derby, but we'll see. Fair
0: point. Fair point. All right, Joe. Thanks so much for coming on.
2: I appreciate the time. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Joe.
0: And that was friend of the program, executive director of CCM, Joe DeLong. Former
1: uh, West
0: Virginia. West, West Virginia great.
1: All right. Well, well, I mean, it it's been a little weird without any alcohol from last week or yep. Joel. Yeah. Uh, but you know, now now we've proven this is this is just a two-man operation.
0: Oh, uh, we I think we acquitted we ourselves will, uh, quite well.
1: We will uh we will start interviewing for Joel's
0: replacement. Um yeah. I mean, listen, we had a lot of good times with Joel. It was fun. But at uh, some point, you know, the band the band evolved, you know. Band evolved. We, needed a, we needed a new bass player. He's the he's the fifth beetle. <laughs> he's <laughs> he is the Pete Best. Uh, I mean should we have a
1: moment of silence for him or should we just like you should, know, we, should
0: we have a moment of just going uh, uh You know, hold, hold
1: on, you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll we'll take a picture of uh for this week's uh for cash <laughs> just, <We'll>, just us. <laughs> just uh no, just the empty microphone, uh Joel's microphone, uh, just hanging there uh lifeless.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he had a good run butter on but, but like all good things uh, <laughs> Vinny's actually taking the photo
1: <laughs> I took the photo It's nice of Joel's uh you know there's Joel <laughs> he's, he's no longer <laughs> <laughs> This is now uh just cannoli and half a canish. Well uh, do we, no listen we we do miss Joel and his coughing and sneezing and uh and insightful sports analysis
0: Oh yeah plus I mean, he does get us some of the best guests. He
1: does, he does, and we will, we will bring, we'll bring Joel back on as a guest host at some point some soon. Point.
0: He'll he'll make a great guest host. Um, <laughs> we're off next week. We are off next week for uh, for Christmas Eve, but, but uh, back back the following week. Ah, uh, why not?
1: We'll, Absolutely, we'll, yeah. A little
0: New Year's Eve show. Yeah. We'll do a New Year's Eve show. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll maybe bring we'll bring, we'll, bring yeah. the boys back
1: in for some cocktails. Yeah,
0: yeah. This we're, we'll bring back Damien and and Ben. <laughs>
1: Joel, Joel, give Joel a sippy cup.
0: Listen, he can guest host once in a while when Absolutely. you're not around. And uh, well,
2: all right, this that's has been fun from New Haven.
0: All right, have a good week, everybody. Yeah, all right.